I'm Joyce Hornady. You might say accuracy is my business. I make bullets. You are listening to the Hornady Podcast. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hornady Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Swerzik, and today across the table, the engineering types. I have senior ballistician Jaden Quinlan and project engineer Miles Neville. Guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Yep. So we did episodes number 50 and 52, which was your groups are too small and your groups are still too small. And so for the listener out there, if you have not listened to these, you need to go back and listen to those. Those are those are timeless, you know, really, as far as uh, that goes. You could listen to those at any time and probably take more information out of them, even if you've listened to it several times before. And with those episodes, we really took a look at some of the dogma that has surrounded the, the rifle community, the rifle shooting community, and not just precision rifle shooting, but rifle shooting rifle in general, and looked at things from a little more, I'm going to say scientific uh, metric of measuring things. And we're looking at sample size and how many shots do you have to shoot before you get an accurate depiction of what's going on. And another one of those kind of dogmatic things that's been around is, you know, changing powder charge incrementally, let's say, and um, shooting two or three or four or five shots at a given powder charge or a given overall length or, you know, one of those metrics. Well, what we're talking about today is using mean radius of your group size to analyze what's happening. Should you make a change to powder? or powder charge, or whatever, and it really requires the user to kind of recalibrate how they look at things, and recalibrate what they think is acceptable, Um, because for a lot of us, for the history of my entire shooting career up until pretty recently, you shoot a 5-shot group, or a 10-shot group, or even a 20-shot group, oh, and that group size was 1 inch, well, you're looking at 2 shots, you're looking at shot one and shot whatever to say, okay, my total group size is a maximum of one inch. But what about the other shots that you shot into that group? Do they have a vote as well? And up until, you know, people, this isn't new, you know, this is a thing that, you know, mean radius has been around for a while, but using it to analyze your group size is relatively unheard of. So I want to kick it over to you guys to talk us through, you know, when you shoot a group on paper, what should you be doing and how can you utilize mean radius? What is mean radius? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I think the reason why it's kind of foreign at this point in time to a lot of people and group size has been the, the lion's share of the metric used over time is due to the the ease of measuring group size versus measuring or calculating mean radius. Sure. Um, to do that manually without a you know an electronic device to do it for you, um, it's very easy to get a group size. You know. Yeah. Tape to, measure. Tape measure. Calibers. Whatever. Right. Finger. <laughs> Even just your target, a lot of folks will shoot a, a grid-based target, you know, and you can kind of yep figure your group size off that pretty easily. Right. Um, but mean radius, not so much. That's a lot more difficult because you have to you have to make a measurement of every single shot in the group. And so with like a three-shot group or a five-shot group, that's not too difficult. But like you said, if you go back and you listen to those episodes where we discussed the sensitivity or the the limitations of those smaller sample sizes, and if you you want to live within those limitations nothing wrong with that at all um but it might not tell you the the complete picture that you'll see if you continue to shoot um when you when you 
up those sample sizes to kind of what we recommended in those podcasts, the mean radius calc becomes much more difficult. Right. Yep. Yeah. And even, that even, much more meaningful, though. Well, I yeah. would say even a three or five shot group getting mean radius on that with pen and paper is like a little bit arduous. Because yeah. you, you got to find where the center of all those shots are and then correct the point of impact of all those shots to that new center and then find the distance from center of each of all those shots. And so like by hand, like without a, you know, with a TI-30 or something, it's not horrible, but it's still like for each yeah. shot you have to, you know, and then each successive shot adds more and more and more work into, into all that. So that's, I, th- I agree. That's probably the main holdup for yeah. since forever. So let's talk about one, define what mean radius is and what it means to the shooter. And then maybe we can walk through what you should be doing and how you can analyze mean radius. So right off the bat, there's going to be a lot of folks listening to this, never heard the words mean or the words radius together, mean radius. Is yep. there a nice radius? What is, what is mean radius? <laughs> <laughs> so, so mean radius, mean, the first word is average, right? Yep. Um, so it's not middle, it's average. And a lot of times we'll confuse those when we look at a group, even zeroing a rifle or doing something like that, where we're trying to align where we're aiming with where it impacted. Um, it's not the center, it's the average. So uh, mean is average, and then radius is the distance from the center to the edge of a circle, right? Okay. Just back to your back to your elementary, you know, kind of math stuff on, on uh, circle formulas. So the mean radius is the average radius by definition which is from the mean or average point of impact so you take all the shot locations and you average them to find where the the not the center or the middle but the average is the distance from that point out to each shot is the radius of that specific shot you take okay. all those radiuses and you add them up a radii add them up and you divide by the number and you get your average or your mean radius okay now that that's really eloquently laid out. Um, what does that mean for the shooter? Why would we want to know that versus I can, you know, measure a 10 shot group with my two farthest shots from each other and say it's a one inch group. What does that mean radius give us as a shooter? More, more resolution on, uh, if you want to like look at it from a hit probability standpoint, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the outside to outside is like your worst case of that sample size. And then as you continue to shoot, well, your group is never going to get smaller outside to outside, right? It's usually going to grow a little bit or, or a lot, depending on, you know, three shot group versus a 30 shot group. It's probably going to grow quite a bit. Sure. Um, but then when you do mean radius, the, you're getting info from every single one of those shots. So you could shoot a donut that's inch and a half and you could shoot through, you know, three or four or five shots in a cluster. And then one on either side that makes it an inch and a half. Well, those two, setups are not going to behave the same for hit probability your donut is going to give you a lower hit probability especially the further out you go mm, yeah. or so smaller the, the group target. sizes on those two examples would be the same yeah but the mean radius would be totally different and so the mean radius tells you a different story yeah so uh, you want the smallest mean radius possible yeah well so the the way i like to think of mean radius and the way i kind of portrayed in some of the classes and stuff that we teach is the the simple way to think about it is your mean radius is your average miss distance because if if you're aiming at a at a point and you don't hit that point you hit somewhere by it right the the shot's a little bit to the right you you missed right you did not hit the point that you intended which would be the definition of a miss the distance of that miss is the radius and you're just averaging all of those miss distances to get an average miss distance. 
well, how is that useful? Well, if I know what my average miss distance is, like you said, Miles, I can start to paint a picture of probability. Mm-hmm. With group size, I can't really do that because I kind of know what to expect as my worst case, but I don't know about anything in the middle. Yep. You know, let's say I have like, like that example. Let's say it's an inch and a half group size, but I'm shooting you know, one inch targets at, at uh, one inch paster targets at 100 yards. That inch and a half group size doesn't tell me anything about what my chances are to hit that one inch pasty at 100. But if my mean radius is three quarters of an inch, let's say, then I know that half of the time my shots are going to be within three quarter and half the time they're going to be outside of three quarter. So that kind of gives me a probability. I'm probably going to hit that one inch pasty maybe around 50% of the time. Hmm. Or a little bit higher than that because yeah. my, my mean radius was a little bit smaller than the one inch size of the target that I'm looking at. So it gives you more of a, a capability style metric without getting really advanced and like calculation dense Sure. in some of the other ways. I would say, yeah, right off the bat, even a three shot group, you're better to look at mean radius than group size, but it also definitely benefits from increased more sample shots. size. Yeah, just group. like number 50 and number 52 you're going to shoot more. So when you guys are analyzing, you know, your precision using mean radius, how many shots are you pumping into a group, say from your personal rifle, not from like a test fixture where we're, you know, in a tunnel. When you got your guns and you're out there shooting your rifles, how many shots are you shooting? Most of the time it settles down. And again, this, this depends on use case, but to like a functionally, you know, stable zone within about 15 shots yeah so i'd say 10 to 20 yeah yeah, 30 would be the statistical like you want 30 but for the real world application of you know we have time and money invested into this usually you get a really good trend at somewhere between 10 and 20 yeah 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 there's something interesting there that a a listener might think of is why when we did those prior podcasts we we were mostly talking about group size then because that's the lion's share metric that's used right and we, we talked about how you have to increase your sample size for your group size to become stable or repeatable, right? And that's where we kind of talked about the, the magic number of around 20 or 30 would be more magical than 20, you know, mm-hmm. but let's just say 20. If you shot a 20-shot group size and you repeated five more 20-shot group sizes, all of those would be fairly similar to each other, probably going to vary by, you know, plus or minus 10, 15%, somewhere in that range, call it. That's because you had to get up to that sample size of 20 because with group size, you're only taking into account two of them. Mm-hmm. So you had to run 20 samples to find the, the two most extreme ones in a case where it's stable when you repeat it. When you do a three-shot group, it's, it's very variable. Three-shot group to three-shot group to three-shot group, you get wildly different yeah. results. But it's still, you're only taking into account two data points. When you go to mean radius, every additional shot you shoot it's like exponentially more predictable and useful data. So I would say that the mean radius on a five-shot group is probably as, as valuable as like a 10 or a 15-shot group size. Mm. So it, it, doesn't take the, it doesn't allow you to shortchange or, or like shortcut short sample cut. size. You still have to shoot the shots. But you're, since you're taking into account every shot and not just only two of them, you it stabilizes more rapidly you get you get a better picture sooner with it interesting get into the reloading red zone 
with reloading tools from Hornady. Innovation, craftsmanship, and reliability. Hornady reloading presses are built with American pride and backed by our legendary no-risk warranty. Hand load precision with tools from Hornady. So for the shooter out there listening, how can they measure it? You know, we talked about, you know, you mentioned one of the, you know, Texas Instrument, big old scientific calculator. You could probably whip something up in Excel, um, but how do you guys use mean radius or how do you guys measure it? Uh, in the lab, it spits it out for us on the on the acoustic set- setups that we have, the acoustic target setups. But um, in the field, I think the group analysis part of the Fordoff app now now has it on there. So you can take a picture and then mark mark each location that it hits, mm-hmm. and it'll spit out where you're aiming, where your mean point of impact hit, and then it'll give you a mean radius from from mean point of impact. Fantastic. There. Yeah. The, that's, that's the easy button. The the longhand calculation would be. Uh, you would take your vertical position of your impact, so I'm a half inch high, 0.5, and your horizontal position of your impact, I'm half inch right, so 0.5. You would square each of those, so 0.5 squared, and then you would add that to the other one squared. 0.5 squared plus 0.5 squared, and then that number, you square root that, and that becomes your radius. It's Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, buddy. So yeah. that's where the longhand thing, like Matt, like Miles opened with, would take you a long time to do. Like if you're doing this on a piece of piece paper, paper with a pen, right. yeah. and yeah, it's it's quicker in Excel. Like if you just write the x y coordinate, if you can measure the x y coordinate of each shot and then toss all those into Excel, then then all the averages and and square roots you can make formulas in Excel and, and yeah, copy them the, and yeah. dump them in there. Yeah. yeah. But the the group analysis feature on Fordoff is a relatively new feature, and we've got hundreds of thousands of of Ford off users out there uh, that may not even be aware of that feature. So if you're listening to this and you're unaware, uh, it's a paid feature, one of the very few in Ford off. Um, it'll cost you five bucks. It's a one-time purchase, but this feature allows you to take a photo of your group and then uh, carefully select where you are aiming, carefully select a reference range to measure, you know, let's say one inch, for example. So you tell the, the computer, this is one inch apart. And then you select where your bullets landed, and it'll tell you in relation to where you were aiming, where your point of impact is, and it'll tell you your, you know, your group size in MOA. It'll tell you your group size just in raw group size, extreme spread, and then it'll tell you the mean radius. And I've had several questions, which is why we're doing the podcast, about what, what is that? Why do I care? Why is that good? You know, uh, I don't know what to do with that information. Why is it on there? Right. And I think from the development side of Fordoff, that was put in there one for you guys to use that, you know, for Jacob, right. who's not on the podcast, but, uh, for Jacob, Jaden, miles, for those guys that are doing the heavy R and D it was put in there as a convenience feature for us, but also as kind of like laying the groundwork where the industry's probably not ready to completely diverge from group size to mean radius, mm-hmm. but we need to start laying the groundwork and get this out there so that one, we have it. And two, we can start guiding people on yeah. how to use it. Right? Yeah. Because I think there's, and, and we use it enough that I got a pretty good idea. If you tell me, oh, I shot this mean radius at this distance, I can say, okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Or, eh, you could, you know, that's not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, 99% of everybody out there, you tell them, oh, I got a 0.35 mean radius at 200 yards. And 
they're like, what? Cool story. Yeah, like, yeah. what does that mean? And it, yeah, functionally, what that means is that's a really, really good shooting group. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it'll it'll take some time before, and it may or may never, you know, actually may or not ever happen that we get across the industry people using it enough yeah. that it becomes familiar to everybody. But it is definitely a better metric. But yeah, it's. So I can, I can see there, there's always that transition. It's like yeah. uh, probably the same thing with like uh, using English or metric, you know, like is the oh, U.S. ever going to convert uh, to, me- yeah. <laughs> to metric? Yeah. Well, and, and I, there's probably not, you know, there's probably not a necessity for a wholesale change where everybody is referencing mm-hmm. mean radius because for a lot of people out there dialing in their hunting rifle right now because, oh, hunting season's in two weeks, so they're going out and shooting. Yeah. They don't really care and that's okay, but if you're really trying to one analyze what your capability is with that rifle system and two make assessments on ammo powder powder charge seeding depth effective engagement range yeah yeah this is where it really can thrive yeah and and i think with the uh increase that we all have uh of available like tech capacity it, it just it it's so easy now it's it's becoming ever ever increasingly easier to use those tools that would previously just been cornered off into some you know lab government lab or you know something like that where yeah they they've got the ability and the time dedicated to crunch all the numbers and do all that longhand or have you know whatever use it now now it's like okay well i take a picture poke right my shots are and then you can generate a lot of the same information Mm-hmm. And have have the cell phone app do it for you, whereas you don't have to be in the nitty gritty and know exactly you know what all that is. But you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, we can start to progress that, start that trend. I think where people look, get a better picture of you know because you start off, you start off with what is the what's the system capable, you know, like whether that's just the rifle or whether that's the rifle plus you, the shooter, you know, what is that, what's that dispersion pattern look like? And then you can apply that downstream to, mm-hmm. to, you know, where, yeah, what does that look like at 400? Okay. Well then what does that look like at 800, you know, and then, you know, scale your target size and distance accordingly. Yeah. And group size isn't useless. No, of you course know, we're, we're not making that statement. Um, and honestly, group size and mean radius having both of those numbers really start to tell you a story because if i have a group size of one inch and a mean radius of one inch that tells you you shot a perfect donut yeah all the way around doesn't look real pretty Mm -mm. if i have a group size of one inch and a mean radius of 0.1 inches that means that likely nine of those shots are like right on top of each other and there's one flyer that's out an inch or flyer, right? Yeah. That, that old famous word. Yeah. Um, but but that's how you can use those two. So you can tell me, you know, verbally over the phone, this is the group size, this is the mean radius. And in my mind, I can start to make some some fairly educated assumptions off of what your shot distribution looks like. Not exact by any means, because right. the majority of the relationship between group size and mean radius is usually around what a factor of three is what we see pretty often. Um, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Oh wait, group size to mean radius. Yeah, around around three, three. to four. Yeah, three is about so right. So that means that in most of the dispersion patterns or distribution patterns that that rifles produce, uh, the the group size is generally around three to four times what the mean radius is. Okay, generally, right? That's yeah. what we've kind of back calculated but, based off a ton of tests. But not always. Correct. And I suppose if you shot a 
smaller sample size, yeah. the chances of having grossly skewed, you know, outside of that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of three factor yeah. that you mentioned. The Hornady Trek Light Lockbox XXL, constructed of an advanced impact resistant polycarbonate featuring dual four digit TSA locks. The Trek Light Lockbox offers heavy duty protection at a third of the weight of steel. The included 1,500 pound rated security cable with patented cable connector maximizes cargo space for up to two full-sized handguns. The Trek Light Lockbox XXL from Hornady Security. So that's a good job of explaining what mean radius is, how it's measured, why it's useful. And I kind of want to shift gears and to talk about like practical application, if you will. Um, so there's a, an industry guy. Um, works kind of on the conservation side that I've been emailing back and forth now for a couple of years. Uh, Lance, if you're listening, talking about your 280 Ackley, and he's been uh, listening to the podcast, really enjoying it, and he's getting ready for elk season, 280 Ackley, 162 grain ELDX, and he just wanted some guidance on some load development practices because he's trying to get away from what everybody else has done or what he's been taught, which is you know three-shot group or five-shot group and powder charges varying by 0.2 or whatever. So we kind of went and said, hey, you know, if, if it were my rifle, I would pick two really good propellants for it, say 4831 and 4350. And I would pick a moderate charge weight, and then I'd pick a little bit hotter charge weight, uh, certainly under max, um, and separate them by about a grain or a grain and a half. I shoot a 10 shot group of each. And if that, that'll, that should probably tell me which route I should go to investigate more. And, uh, you know, he did that and he came back with the results and he's like, I'm, you know, was concerned that, wow, I thought this rifle was a lot more accurate than it is. And, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? And, and I was like, well, let's take a step back here. One, you shot five shot group, let it cool, put another five in there and let's take a, see at a 10 shot group. Let's look at mean radius, not just your group size, because you might be falsely led down a trail of oh, my three-shot groups are 0.2, 0.3. Now I'm shooting a one-inch group. What, you know, what the heck? And it's like, let's look at your mean radius. And it was really a hard shift, but he did understand like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. That that's my, like you said, my average missed distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 10-shot group was a lot more telling. One, it gave him a much better representation of what his rifle system is capable of. And two, it was one initially oh my gosh this is horrible results like this is unacceptable and then when he stepped back and looked at it from a little bit different perspective he's like okay wow that that really isn't that's actually better and not only do i have a better idea of what it's capable of i have a better idea of what route i should take from a propellant standpoint so i say all that because one that was a kind of a true story of how this actually worked and hopefully lance is out there you know getting in the elk but uh, how do you guys use it for selection? Because um, that's generally for me, I'll take 20 shots. I'll go down to the lab. I'll shoot 20 shots at 200. And I'm really looking at that mean radius to tell me, okay, do I just change propellants or do I change bullets? Um, do you guys use it for that? Do you guys use it for seating depth? If you've seen any of that, do you use it for powder charge? Because if you have a, if you're just measuring extreme spread, and you shoot 4831 and you shoot 4350 and they both have the exact same extreme spread but you don't look at the mean radius you're missing out on half the story because one of the mean radiuses could be 0.2 or 0.3 the other could be 0.7 mm-hmm. two wildly different results 
So yeah. how do you guys use it in practical application? I guess it, it really just depends, but m most of the time it's a tiebreaker. If two things are close in group size, it's usually a, the tiebreaker. That's mm. that's usually the deciding factor. It's like, okay, well, yeah. They... So if you're shooting, say, uh, Varget and 48.95, and they right. both shoot an extreme spread of an inch and a half at 200, right. now you're looking at... Yeah, what's the mean radius look like between that? But I, I, there have been times in the past where even the group that shot a worse extreme spread put a better mean radius... You know, maybe it's like 1.6 and a 1.4, but the mean radius was like tight, tight on this one. I'll take that one. Really? Yeah. The thing is like you got the bell curve and each shot you shoot is putting a single point somewhere in the, inside that bell curve. And even at f 10 or 20 or 30 shots, like... You're still not, you still haven't found yeah. the outer boundaries likely. Yeah, you, you still haven't, yeah. and you don't know, and low probability events happen. So like, I don't know, this reminded me of it. I was shooting some ammo for Jaden last week, and uh, we're, we're developing, you know, some new new loads or whatever for factory ammo, different trying different powders and stuff. And we're like, okay, well, here's the reference ammo. This is what we've been loading. Everybody's happy with that. This is the perform. you know, we can expect out of that. And then here's this new powder. Let's try it, you know, and see. And, um, I, and I, I wish I could record every time I see this happen for all the people that tell me that, you know, like, oh, well, if it shoots three shot group and it's three quarter minute right off the bat, it's trash, just throw it away. Like it's no good because exactly that happened. I had two different test barrels shooting the same ammo. So we're trying a couple different test barrels with two types of ammo. So, but the same ammo shot at the end, like a 1.5 inch 20 shot group at 200 yards out of each one. Right. So three quarter minute factory ammo out of each barrel. But the first three to five rounds of one of them was a knot hole. And the first three to five rounds of the other one was the full spread. Shotgun pattern. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, yeah, in, in that situation, yeah, you're like, again, that's more of a, a point for shooting more shots than it is for mean radius. But yeah, there's, there's a ton of times where, I don't know, you'll get very similar extreme spreads. To the point that like, and, and the extreme spreads, if you repeat the test and repeat the test, repeat the test, there's more variation on it. Whereas if you repeat mean radius, if you, if you shoot 20 shots, your mean radius is at 200 yards is like within a couple hundredths of an inch, the same. Oh, wow. Yeah, Whereas group size will be, I don't know, a couple tenths of an inch, maybe, yeah. you know, either way. And so you can repeat, 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 and you'll have two that are neck and neck on, you know, they're, they're pretty close to each other. You'll have them overlap, and one will be bigger, one will be smaller, one will be bigger, one will be smaller. But the mean radius across the board will will flatten out way sooner and and give you better optics on like what is it mm -hmm. actually doing. Awesome, Jaden. How do you use it in in practical application for say powder selection? Um, definitely the way Miles described is kind of a tiebreaker, um, but also as a initial step into the probability. I really look at that. So especially from like a hunting standpoint. I really want to know what my mean radius is because I don't want to take a shot on an animal if I'm pushing the boundaries of putting that bullet in the vitals. Mm -hmm. And so your, your very basic, you know, no environmental condition influence or anything like that is that mean radius because it's your average miss distance. So, you know, at let's say, and, and mean radius is, is pretty much linear. It, it'll get a little nonlinear past, uh, you know, past a half second time of flight, generally you'll, you'll see it start to increase faster than linear. But what I mean by that is, let's say I do my stuff at a hundred yards and I use the Ford off app in the, the group analysis and I get a mean radius of, you know, 0.4 at a hundred yards. So if you turn that into an angle, that would be 
you know, if we go out to a thousand yards and it was straight linear, that becomes four inches. And so halfway between those two, let's say at 500, that would be two inches. So that means my average miss at 500 yards is two inches. Well, if the conditions are absolutely perfect, I'm probably willing to make that shot, right? right? Because the vital size that I'm targeting is substantially larger than my average miss distance. But if the conditions are, there's a little bit of wind and it's, you know, there's a canyon in front of me and it's pretty hilly. Like there's a lot of things that make the wind uncertain. Mm -hmm. I might not take that shot because I'm already starting with a two inch average miss and any of those environmental influences are just going to make that worse. Right. right. And so I, I kind of start to use that as a, as a probability metric and, and where to draw my lines in the sand when I'm, when I'm out applying, uh, whether it's hunting or whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it starts to formulate it on a more educated uh, manner than simply group size. Because when I did that 0.4 inch mean radius, you know, maybe my group size was uh, an inch and a half. Well, inch and a half, we blow that out. That's a, you know, say seven to eight inch group at 500 yards. That might be bigger than the vital size of the animal. And I don't take the shot at all, you know, right. so you can start to weigh uh, whether you should make a decision or not. Yeah. I think the big takeaway is more information. Just shoot some, shoot a few more shots to get more information, make a more educated movement forward on yeah, powder selection, bullet selection, shot engagement, all that stuff. So uh, when you guys are looking and analyzing mean radius at say one or 200 yards, is there a magic number that you're looking for? Or is there, you know, what do you guys for you individually deem acceptable or deem exceptional uh, or deem, okay, we need to move on or try a different propellant? Is there a, is there a number that we could give our listener? Like, hey, if you're new to mean radius, if you see something between here and here, that's pretty good. If you see this, that's don't, don't change anything. That's really, really good. If you're shooting a substantial number of shots. I'd say good. Good is probably better than like a quarter minute of angle at whatever distance you're shooting. That's yeah. like, that's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. So like in the group analysis feature, if you have it set to inches, it'll give you a mean radius in inches. Mm -hmm. um, you could convert that over to like inches per hundred yards to, to an angle yeah. to then, you know, run that through different ranges and see what it means. But yeah, uh, mean radius in, in mils or minute, same thing. Uh, but like for a lot of guys that are probably probably working in inches, uh, at a hundred yards, a mean radius of you know 0.3 or less is is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you went to 200, you know that would become a mean radius of like 0.6 or less. You know, so that would be how you'd use that. And then like really really good is, uh, yeah, point at like 200. The the good stuff is like under 0.35. Yeah. That's like yeah if you. Yeah. If you maintain that through 20, 30 shots, yeah. that's, that's good stuff. Most accurate rifle I own, HS precision barrel, six Creedmoor, 1.2 inches from the shoulder at 200 on 20 shots with a mean radius of 0.3 something. And it's like, yep, that, that's really good. Yeah. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. When you like at a hundred or, or two, but at a hundred, if you start breaking below 0.2 on the mean radius, something's inches, right, right. Not, <laughs> not mills, inches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've, you've really got something going there. Awesome. Look at this. A hundred free bullets when I buy these select Hornady reloading tools. Wow, 500 free bullets with certain Hornady reloading presses and kits. Well, what do they have? Let's get loaded. There's no better time to stock your reloading bench. Choose from the most durable, precise, and convenient tools on the market and receive free bullets to get you loaded. 
Visit Hornady.com for further details. Next time we get loaded, I'm buying. So I think that's a pretty good analysis and description for what group, or excuse me, what uh, mean radius is, how to use it, that, that group analysis feature in Ford Off, so convenient. And then it gives you the difference, like you mentioned, Miles, where you've got, okay, I'm shooting Varget in 4895. They shoot the same extreme spread. Well, now you can look at mean radius to be the qualifier. And it, you know, you're shooting those shots. We recommend you shoot 10, 15, 20, 30 shots into a group. It gives every one of those shots a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not just shooting them so you can find your extreme spread. They have a say in what's going on. They have a weight to them in regard to your selection and your group size. And they need to be looked at that way. Right. Yeah. Um, is there anything else in regard to mean radius that you think the listener would find meaningful? Because, again, I think for the large majority of our listener, they're, this is the first time they're going to be exposed to mean radius. Yeah. Um, another thing I do look at that's it's not mean radius, but it's related because it's a radius, um, is the max radius. I do look at that. Because if you're, if you, I don't remember what episode it was where we went through uh, dispersion mm-hmm. uh, and how it wasn't our fault and that whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the 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 dispersioning patterning of a of a rifle is randomized in its orientation. You don't you, you don't really get a hand in controlling that. And so whatever, let's say the the shot that is the farthest out, the the old flyer or whatever. The shot that is furthest out or has the max or the, the most radius, uh, that shot, the reason it, let's say it's up at two o'clock in the group, kind of high right. That shot could just as easily be at seven o'clock or 11 o'clock or four o'clock. If you repeat the sampling enough, that orient, the, the magnitude of that is what that radius equates to, but the orientation of it was unique to that shot. So the next time you might get another, shot with the same magnitude but a different orientation and it goes this way so sometimes i'll look at max radius as more of a predictive tool of the total group size potential like if i kept shooting so meaning if my max radius is one inch like from the mean radius there's one shot that is one inch away from that well if i shot enough of them it could end up on the opposing side which would make that a two inch group if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so we do look at that a little bit yeah okay i would say uh, we uh, and I help diagnose stuff like accuracy issues that are on bullet presses. You know, trying to get them shooting in the in the lab before they turn the press on for a production run. And a lot of guys will freak out, you know, because they'll see, well, I got a cluster of you know whatever six shots, and then there's a couple others, but then you'll have like one one big flyer out high left, and then one down low right, or one down low, and the the total group size is you know well, let's just say like inch and a half, and they're like, wow, you know, I got to get them under an inch, like that's huge. And then, you know, like the next group they shoot maybe will be 1.1. It still doesn't make it, but they've got the same cluster, but then they've got two of them that are both yeah. high left. Well, that's, that's the same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, whether that, yeah, those two went high left and now I have a 1.1 inch group or the one came back around here and I have a 1.5 inch group. If you look at the mean radius, it's, it's almost identical. Yeah. And, and yeah, those behave the same. It's just, you're at the random the God, you know, at the will of the gods of random <laughs> distribution. Yeah. Uh, it's a randomized paper hole punch at that point. Right. And you don't get to choose where any of those go. Yeah. yeah. And that's a kind of a visual, I guess, if you want to think of it, like group size is a, a an opaque black circle that covers, you know, everything and you see nothing inside of it. Um, and then mean radius is more of kind of like a, uh, 
a shaded like sunglass lens that has a darker center that fades to the outside. Mm. And that's more more accurate to how shot distribution is. If you look at the distribution of where the shots actually go, there's more of them closer to the center. And then as they go out, it's kind of that bell curve shape where the distribution of those shots gets less and less and less, but they still will go out to those extreme ends. And so, yeah, looking at, you know, just, oh, well, all the shots land inside here. Okay, that tells you one picture. But then seeing that, that how, how, you know, how the distribution yeah. of it, yeah, allows you to make a little bit better judgment call on, on what's going on. Awesome. Well, for the listener out there, if you have questions on mean radius, do some research. You can drop comments right here on YouTube. Uh, you can email us podcast at hornady.com. We'll try to help you out as best we can. But uh, if you're using an app that has this feature, the Hornady Fordoff app, like I mentioned with the group analysis feature, or if you've got you know an Excel formula or you're doing it longhand, um, this can really be a useful tool uh, for you guys to help analyze uh, your, your actual capability with you and your rifle system. So with that, I want to shift gears one last time, uh, completely unrelated to mean radius, but maybe we can make it related. Uh, it's October, late October. Jaden, you've got an elk hunt coming up like this week. Yes, sir. Uh, I just want the listener to know what's senior ballistician Jaden Quinlan taking on the elk hunt for rifle cartridge bullet. Mm, good question. So with, uh, with a with a lot of effort, I took my 300 PRC barrel off yeah. of of uh, I have a, like a switch barrel like on a, a bighorn action. Yep. Took my 300 PRC barrel off, which has killed the elk of the past, and uh, screwed the seven PRC barrel on. And the reason I did this, so I I want to be limited by my uh, uh, skill set and not by my equipment. So my equipment should be capable of doing more than than I can do. Um, the 300 PRC has always done everything I've wanted it to do. And I kind of draw my line in the sand uh, under very perfect conditions with adequate practice and statistically valid testing that supports it. Uh, high hit probabilities at 800. That's kind of where I draw my line in the sand. So with the 7, it'll do that job out to 8. But I hadn't messed with that setup quite a bit. So what I was interested in with the 7 versus the 300 was the reduction in recoil. Mm-hmm. And a slightly shorter system. So the, the 7 PRC is a 22-inch versus my 300 that's a 26-inch. Because I shoot suppressed, so that right. just lumps another chunk on the end, you know. Um, so the testing was really, and you were out there for a lot of it uh, when we were at the range that day, was shooting off of a tripod standing, shooting off a tripod kneeling, shooting off of um, like a long Harris that you can sit with, mm-hmm. uh, extended, and then prone and seeing... At what ranges can can I still observe the impacts on target and essentially get back on it? Um, and the seven, the seven from a hit probability standpoint was pretty much equal to my three hundred, but that reduction in recoil is is where the where the money gets made. Yeah, on me buddy. hunting with that this year. So yeah, hunting with a, a seven PRC with one seventy five ELDX factory. Ammo. Okay. Yeah. So what was the decision there? Because I know last year you were playing with the one sixty CX, which is a great bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what pushed you to the 175 for this particular hunt? Uh, I've always been partial to the ELDX. Um, you know, I got to be a part of the team that designed those. And so uh, I just, I don't know, in, in the in the back of my head, that little bit heavier lead core, yep. you know, just I, I've, I've hung my hat on the performance of the ELDX so many times and I've never been disappointed. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to. Excellent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay consistent. So 22 inch proof carbon fiber, mm-hmm. Thunder Beast Ultra 5. Yes, sir. Excellent. Awesome. Well, good luck on the hunt. I know that was 
unrelated. I just wanted to hear. I wanted to hear you say it out loud yeah. to all of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, he's conceded. Yeah, he's conceded to the victory. Uh, no, that's a great card. You can't go wrong with either one of them. And I no. think this the shorter platform makes a lot of sense, especially where you hunt and how you hunt. Like it's lighter, it's shorter, mm-hmm. more ergonomic, and inside of your performance criteria, it checks every box. Yeah, excellent. Maz got any hunts coming up? Nope. I put in for the same same oh. draw as him, and I didn't didn't draw. Okay. <laughs> Maybe next year. Than miles. Yeah, according to the state of Colorado. <laughs> yeah, you spent more money to the state of Colorado. Yeah, That's what right. that says. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. no. And I think we got the PRS finale coming up, so we're gonna see if we can win gas gun PRS. All so. right, what do you run for PRS gas gun? Uh, six millimeter arc. Yeah. And uh, I'm running Varga and 109 ELDMs. Excellent. In a 24 inch truck axle AR barrel. Yep. 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 Awesome. We'll see how see how it plays out. That is coming right up. I know you were at the range this weekend. I'm sure you've been shooting the seven PRC. So good luck this fall. Completely divergent uh, uh, goals, but man, you know what? It'd be great to see success for both of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are successful, maybe we'll have to do a summary podcast for anybody that makes it to this portion. Yeah, of this I would one. be glad to give the whole world all the information I know about semi-automatic precision rifle series. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> not a fan. We could say that. I won't do it again, but it's been it's been a learning experience. All right. Well, <laughs> I wish you guys the best of luck, like I mentioned, and thanks for coming on the show. You bet. Yep, absolutely. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed this episode about mean radius and what it is and how it can benefit you as the shooter and as the handloader. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next one.